Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Business Podcast. My name is James Fuller and today I'm with the reporter Simon Delarue and we're talking about the big business news of the day, which is the redevelopment of Leal's Yard off the bridge uh, in Guernsey. Um, it's been put forward by the Channel Islands Cooperative Society and uh, it's major news for, you know, for the north of the island and for retail and housing in Guernsey uh, across the board. Simon, what's, uh, you've spoken to all the main players. What's going on? Well, uh, excitingly, and I think we can use that word, given that uh, the co-op have owned this place since the last century, um, we now have plans in place uh, from the co-op in conjunction with a developer uh, for the building of up to 320 units of accommodation on this site, as well as uh, their long-promised new supermarket uh, and a multi-storey car park and some uh, public amenity space, which is, I know, one of the things that many members of the public asked for during a long process of uh, consultation. And I say excitingly because, um, and this has been emphasised by all parties, I think, the fact that they have worked closely with a developer, in this case Rehoy and Son, um, they feel makes this much more likely to go ahead and happen because, as we all know, there have been plans in the past. They've even had planning permission granted in the past to put something of this ilk there, uh, one based principally on retail, another based principally on accommodation. And uh, and the site is still lying derelict to this day. So there seems to be a, a very considerable air of optimism amongst the, uh, the, the parties that this time is going to get off the ground. What's the most significant element of the development? Well, I think it is the housing um, aspect of this because, um, on well, on the one hand, you have to say that the island is screaming out for more housing and it's been one of the top subjects of the day. Just in the last states meeting, um, the Economic Development Minister, uh, Deputy Neil Inder, was uh, saying that housing, 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 this is where all our problems lie at the moment. Everything stems from that. Uh, So we've got a desperate shortage of it. And 320 units is a really significant impact on that. Uh, They've quoted the fact that that's 1% of the current housing stock of the island. So uh, that's really quite enormous. Um, And added to uh, Kenilworth Winery in Belgrave, then you're talking about significant change and with speed in this case as well they're saying complete within three years on the housing side of things Uh, although it might be a bit of a building site for another couple of years after that while they get the light industrial units and the multi-story car park finished off and and what's the potential for significant regeneration of the bridge area and indeed the north of Guernsey well on the one hand you've got the, the, the housing coming into stock on the other hand there there is a certain degree of concern about the impact of this from a uh, sort of a traffic point of view they've got the traffic assessment they've done and I've spoken to uh, environment and uh, infrastructure minister um, president uh, deputy Lindsay de Somere. Um she's actually really positive about the whole thing once they've got the thing up and running um, so there's there's a lot of uh, words about the um, the traffic impact of this being mitigated pretty well so that will be one of the main concerns of islanders potentially addressed if they're right to be that positive um, but in terms of um, the, the kind of place the bridge is there's a lot of retail space currently on the bridge that is being uh, either underutilised or not utilised at all. Uh, we've seen that process take place over decades. Um, and uh, it is thought that this could be a, 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 a really significant um, 
uh, instigator, a sort of seed to see growth um, uh, in that area um, through just bringing a very large number of people right onto that space. Um, one of the uh, regrets expressed by um, Deputy Peter Roffey off the back of this is that uh, they haven't managed to take all the commercial port activity out of St. Sampson's because uh, that might e lend it even more to a sort of regeneration of a, a leisure marina there as well. Uh, would have tied in nicely with it. But of course we've, we're going to have now a an East Coast Development Agency um, which will be looking at this in the context of the harbour action areas uh, once the local planning briefs are completed for it. So um, I think there's Optimism. There's certainly optimism from the Vale design, who I spoke to as well today, um, about what this could do for the parish. Obviously, most of the homes that are going to be built are in their, their side of the border. Um, so I think, yeah, they, they, obviously it, will, it remains to be seen, but um, most parties seem completely convinced that uh, this is going to be a great... Um, I think you used the phrase a spark to regenerate the place. So, as you say, you've spoken to most of the people who are in, in, you know, engaged or interested in this uh, in this developing story. Um, yesterday, you also spoke to Mark Cox, the chief executive of uh, the, the co-op, uh, who I believe now is the fourth chief executive of the co-op over the past 25 years to be making big statements in relation to Leal's Yard. So what did he have to say? Um, well, he was pretty positive, as you would well imagine. Um, but, you know, I, I asked, I, I tried to press him on a few of the uh, questions that we had in our minds when we first heard about these plans coming across, such as, you know, you've told us all this before, so why should we get excited this time round? Um, how exactly are these uh, uh, places, uh, these, these houses going to fit into that area and what kind of accommodation are we talking about? And, um, yeah, he, he went into quite a lot of detail. And um, so it's quite a wide-ranging conversation uh, uh, and he was uh, quite um, uh, quite positive about uh, the possibilities, but also um, I think from what I could t tell of his demeanour, really quite excited to be in front of the media with something really positive to say, because we've been asking about this site for absolutely ages. So, uh, well, we can hear in detail then uh, my conversation uh, with uh, Mark Cox, the CEO of the Channel Island Cooperative Society. Mark Cox, can I ask you first of all, on behalf of uh, the cooperative, um, what have you got planned here at Leal's Yard? So we've got a, a great community-led development taking place. So we're looking to submit outline planning permission for the development of Leal's Yard, which you know, has long been debated. You know, we've tried previously with two schemes that have been unsuccessful, um, one which was retail-led, one which was housing-led. Um, this time we've come up with a mixed-use scheme that's got some retail on it, co-op anchor store, um, 320 units of accommodation and some commercial units at the back. But I think the big one that you know your readers, members will be asking is, you know, why is this time different? Is it going to be delivered? And the work that we've done up front, we found a development partner that is interested in developing the scheme. So we're confident we get outlined planning permission that we'll be able to bring this scheme to fruition and deliver much needed housing for Guernsey. Would you say that you've learned some lessons from previous experience? Because we, we have been here before, haven't we? Yeah, I think without doubt, some um, you know, Corp have owned this land for over 20 years. And it's a real shame that we've not been able to bring it to meaningful use. So we've taken those lessons on board from previous schemes. As I said, the big one is looking at how we deliver it, finding a delivery partner that's willing to invest in the site with us. Um, to make sure that we can bring much needed housing, a new retail store for our members, 
um, to the north of the island. And why is this outline planning permission that you're seeking here rather than full planning permission as such? You have to go through stages um, as you submit plans. So we're working against the development framework that the Guernsey government came up with last year. Um, and that sets certain conditions that we need to meet for the site. So what we do do is we go back with that outline plan, um, look at what we're looking to deliver for the site, and then after that's been approved, we then get into the real detail of the site. So the pictures that you'll see that we've released to support the scheme are all indicative. Um, they go through a process for planning afterwards to make sure that they meet the detailed requirements of the site. Let's focus first of all on the homes, shall we, because obviously that's one of the most pressing needs this island has at the moment. I understand over 320 homes um, for this uh, one, two and three bedroom properties. Tell, tell me more about these houses. Yeah, so the, the, the site is huge. It's twice the size of Admiral Park, so it lends itself to a significant amount of housing on the site and will deliver circa about 1% of the local housing stock. Um, so the, the scheme is developed uh, with, as I say, one, two and three bedroom units consisting of flats, apartments, townhouses um, and the co-op will, will put some key worker accommodation above their store as well. So it's a large number of units aimed at affordable housing in terms of ensuring that we can meet some of that demand, um, particularly for local people that haven't got any hope at the moment looking for housing on the island. Um, now that phrase affordable housing, that's been used primarily to describe in the past um, social housing um, and um, partial ownership. We're not talking about that though, are we? We're talking about sort of um, a lower end of the scale in terms of cost, but um, private developments. Yeah, th this is private investment, um, absolutely right. But there is a requirement w within the, the planning law to make some of that affordable housing under GP11. Those discussions need to take place as to the, the size and extent of that with the development partners that we've got on board. And um, describe to me a little bit more about these, these homes. Are they going to have um, uh, gardens that are shared or just public community spaces that are shared between the different apartments? I mean, just describe the everyday living for these inhabitants that are going to be moving in here. If you're living in an apartment uh, on the site, then th there is a significant amount of community space around. So there's about 19,000 square foot of green space contained within the site, which will be shared amenities for those living in the apartments. If you purchase a townhouse, and that will have its front back garden um, connected to it. So there's different means within the scheme to ensure that there is enough community space, enough outdoor space for everybody that's living on the site. There's over, you know, close to two miles um, of cycle pedestrian space being created through the site. So well, what we're looking to generate is a new community on the bridge, um, the north of the island. So whether you're living on site, working on site, or you're, you're playing on site, so you know, commercial units for restaurants, um, it could be hairdressers, it could be cafes alongside. So if you're in that space, it's gonna be a great place to live. And I understand there's a provision for public space within this, accessible to members of the public who don't necessarily live in that area. Describe that a bit more to us. As I said, there's, there's about 18,000, 19,000 square foot of green space contained within the site. Um, and you'll see that on some of the images that we've released. There's also you know, close to 10,000 square foot of civic space 
um, which is a square that's going to be sort of dominant outside of the, the store and alongside some of the residential units. So it really will have a nice feel to it, a great place to live, a great place to socialise. How closely have you been able to work with the relevant departments in Guernsey in, in drumming this up? I mean, how closely have you worked with uh, the Development and Planning Authority, for example? Yeah, so they, they released the de development framework, um, and that's driven a lot of what we need to achieve on the site. So there's certain conditions that have come out of that framework, and we had input as that was being created, and they went out to consultation with wider community as to what they were looking for off this site as well. And some of those have been put down as conditions that we need to meet. We've met regularly with the Development Planning Authority, and to be fair, they've been very, very supportive. But I think from a co-op's perspective, we're quite good at getting the planning application sorted. We've had two previous permissions. So that bit's generally the easy bit. The delivery's always been the hard bit. We're confident now that having found a, a, a good sort of development partner to, to work with us, that we can deliver the scheme. And, and that's the important bit. So it is different to previous. We, we've let the community down on two occasions by not being able to deliver this scheme. We didn't want to go in with a plan this time that was undeliverable. So we've done a lot of work up front to ensure whatever comes out of that planning process will be able to deliver, and in a timely fashion, given the need for housing locally. Many islanders will feel that uh, regardless of the uh, success of the project uh, in its own right, um, there are going to be uh, knock-on effects on the surrounding area. And one particular issue that has knocked back a lot of uh, proposed developments in the past has been traffic. Um, how is that going to be mitigated and how is access onto the site going to work, not just to the homes, but to the car park, which I understand is going to be uh, used by customers of the retail there? Yeah, so the, we've had to conduct a full traffic impact assessment. Any development of this scale is going to require that. So we're confident that what we're delivering isn't going to cause problems. Um, the site will have access from Knock Road into certain aspects of it. So, um, and then we've got the main boulevard that will come in off the, 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 the bridge area. Um, and what we've also tried to generate is lots of pedestrian access, lots of cycle routes that can come in through the site. So there's lots of sustainable means of transport that, that we're looking at as well. The, the, the site does and enables us to get traffic in. What we're doing is trying to keep traffic out of the centre of the site. So the car park will be up situated up behind the bridge um, and with plenty of access to, to that car park. So it shouldn't generate any problems or concerns at all. Uh, one of the uh, um, issues that I can imagine might have caused you a few headaches is uh, flood mitigation, given the location. Uh, Knock Road is Genesee's for Sluice Gate Road, I think. Um, can you tell me about that? We've had to consider um, flood defences and every scheme that, that we've looked at previously has always looked at the flood defences. We've got a robust method in terms of making sure that um, should there be any issues that floodgates will protect the site. We've also been talking to government about wider plans for the bridge and we're hoping that this will stimulate some further investment by government around protecting the bridge. And they've been talking about building walls around harbours for years up in the, uh, in the north there. Hopefully, you know, seeing Leal's Yard come to fruition will enable some further investment by government to look at that as well. But we're confident the scheme that we've de designed can be protected using the flood defences that we built into the site. Um, going back to the housing, um, given current sort of pricing, 
of housing locally in Guernsey. What sort of price brackets are you envisaging these uh, homes are going to be up for sale for? And indeed, they are, are they all going to be sold or are some of them going to be owned and rented? That's probably a question for, for, the, for these guys, but the aim is that, that you know, they come out in terms of alongside what the Housing Association, Guernsey Housing Association prices are currently. Um, but what we've also got to remember is we're in times of high inflation at the moment. We've got three years to develop this scheme. That's the intention up against some rising costs. We've got to work on that. So setting a price for those houses currently is going to be tricky, but are determined alongside the development partner that these are affordable for, for local Guernsey residents. Um, with the new um, co-op then on this particular site, what are the plans for the existing one across the road? As soon as the site's developed, you know, we promised our members a new store on the north of Guernsey for many years and we're confident that that new store will meet, meet their requirements. Um, once that's developed, we'll be looking to exit Knock Road and we'll be selling that on for future development. It's not something, a site that we're looking to contain and, and, and retain. Um, when you say selling on for future development, are you going to be looking to um, submit any plans for that or are you simply looking to offload the site? No, we'd be looking to offload it. I think we've got a significant investment in terms of building the new store and car park. Um, so if we can release that site, take take the equity from that and invest in, in Leal's Yard, then you know, that's our preferred option. We have been here before. How optimistic are you that this is going to get all the way to the finish line? I, I think, uh, yeah wouldn't be here we weren't confident so one of the things that we've done as i've said is that we didn't want to come out um with a new scheme uh start to get the community excited if we weren't confident that we'd be able to deliver it the work that we've done up front working with a development partner to ensure that it is deliverable um has been absolutely key to this and equally looking at what, what and how that scheme can be developed and the speed that that can be developed against the backdrop of a housing crisis, us needing a new store in the north of Guernsey. So I think we're, we're very confident that we can deliver this if we get the outline planning approval. We'd love to be on site, start and clearance by the end of the year. So that was Mark Cox from the Channel Islands Co-op uh, speaking to Simon Durrow. So Simon, what's uh, what's the next move on this project? Well, um, the Development and Planning Authority obviously are going to have to give this consideration and then approve it. Um, but the Co-op has been working quite closely with that uh, authority um, on the development of these plans. And they've had similar plans approved before. Um, they've obviously also been um, working within the uh, remit of the Harbour Action Area, uh, although that is subject to alteration through the local planning brief. Um, so one would expect, given all of that, that it will be given approval. And then we're talking about um, spades in the ground before the end of the year. And um, uh, Jeremy Rehoy spelt out to me that he felt that this uh, work could be uh, completed, the housing work could be completed within three years and the rest of it within five. So um, yeah, uh, half a decade later, it should all be complete. Well, as you'd expect in the Guernsey Press, we'll be uh, all over this story for the next uh, three, maybe even five years. But uh, in the meantime, uh, thanks for listening to the Guernsey Press Business Podcast, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>